thank you that we live in it, we move in it in your grace, in your presence, we have our being. We give you worship and praise this morning. Amen. Well, welcome again to the Indie Vineyard live stream. My name is Randy Gooder. I'm senior pastor here, and we're changing things up a little bit because uh, we get to hear a message this morning from uh, Adam Kazel, our executive pastor on worship, and we wanted to uh, uh, focus on worship this morning by putting that at the end. So a couple of community notes um, so we can continue to love one another well in the midst of uh, this crisis we're walking through. If you don't receive our weekly emails and you'd like to, um, you can check on any screen you're looking at and you'll see Adam Kazel's email address. Send Adam an email and um, you can get our weekly emails uh, right there. If you've already requested that and haven't seen one recently, then check your spam folder. As we love to remember, remind, and say, our mission here is to encounter the love and the power of God and to give it away to the world. Here's a couple of ways that we can do that uh, even this week. 24-7 prayer is coming to an end. Prayer is not coming to an end, but our expression of it during Lent is. And uh, so our, virt- our prayer room has gone virtual, and you can still sign up for prayer slots through Sign Up Genius again, on the screen that you're watching on. This is our last week, so I'd encourage you, take some specific time, sign sign yourself up for a time to pray and be before the Lord as we um, begin today, um, the Holy Week, on our way to Easter. Uh, After the service this morning, since uh, our venue is a little different, we're still going to have a ministry time. So if you've got a specific prayer request, again, you can see the info on the screen, how you can ask for uh, prayer, either just prayer request in general, or you'd like to talk to someone, um, give your information, your phone number, and someone can call you. That e- uh, email address is prayerministry at indievineyard.org. One other thing that we normally do once a month on a Sunday morning is uh, personal prayer art. So if you would love to hear from the Lord through one of God's people through a piece of art, then uh, you can sign up. For that, uh, arts at indievineyard.org, send an email with your name and your preferred video chat means, FaceTime, Facebook, Messenger, Duo, whatever that is, and you'll be assigned a time and be able to FaceTime, see someone, um, pray for you, um, and can encourage you through art. Our Indie Vineyard Missional Food Pantry uh, last month served a record number of families. I got to be there and see as we changed that up to be Um, uh, in an appropriate social distance when we did that, we're anticipating even more need in the coming months. So we need food donations. You can find a list. five minutes every morning and just bringing some encouragement, some instruction, and some prayer. Anything that has been encouraging for you during this time of isolation or maybe this time of extensive work, depending on your situation, um, would be really encouraging for all of us, so share that. Every week we give some time to uh, give to the Lord and to his work. 
and we want to continue to do that. That's an expression, a continuation of our worship. So I'd like to give you a minute or so right now where you are to give. We've got a couple different ways that you can do that electronically. Um, you can do that through our website, indievineyard.org slash give, or by texting 317-648-5659, and both of those are secure. Just as a reminder, uh, 10% of everything that comes in here goes right back out into um, local, national, and foreign missions. So I'll give you some time to give right now. Lord, thank you for your grace, your gracious gifts to us. We particularly remember during this time those who are in uh, need, and we ask God for your provision for them. Lord, would you lead us as a church family, wherever we're scattered or sequestered or even sick right now, God, to um, remember those who have need, to be able to practically um, embody the mercy of God to one another. We ask that you use these Uh, gifts to further the kingdom and bring the good news of Jesus. And we ask now, Lord, that you'd open our hearts to this uh, message from the scriptures that at the end we might be more like your son, Jesus. And we pray in his name. Amen. All right. Good morning. My name is Adam Casel. I have the privilege of being the executive pastor here. Uh, As Randy mentioned, we are changing things up a little bit. So don't worry, we're not cutting worship short. And we didn't start the live feed early. Uh, We're just changing it up a little bit. And that'll make sense by the end of the message. We are toward the end of our series called Make Way. And we've been looking at the different ways that God makes a way in our lives. It's also been the theme of our prayer room this year. There's still time uh, to participate in the prayer room. As Randy mentioned, it's the last week, so I encourage you to do that. It's on a virtual platform. Go online uh, at our website to be able to sign up. Now, the topics that we've talked about through this series, the ways that God makes a way, have been through confession and repentance, active friendship, intercession, forgiveness, and last week, Ian spoke on Sabbath. This week, we're talking about worship. Today is Palm Sunday, and it's the beginning of Holy Week. It's the time when, as a church, we walk to the cross with Jesus, celebrate what he's done there on our behalf, and then celebrate his resurrection next Sunday at Easter. This week, our Vineyard Daily Life videos are going to be focused on Holy Week. So I'd encourage you, if you don't uh, follow those already, to do so this week. They'll help 
as we celebrate Holy Week. So as I said, this week we're talking about worship. You are made to worship. I am made to worship. Every single person who ever lives has been made to worship. The question is not, am I a worshiper, but who or what do I worship? What does my life revolve around? Now, the definition of worship that I want us to hold on to as we're talking this morning is, what do I most easily give my thoughts and affections to and invest my resources in, my time, my treasure, and my talents? So let me say that again. What do I most easily give my thoughts and affections to and invest my resources in? Whatever that is, that's ultimately what I worship. So do I worship success? Do I worship ease or comfort? Do I worship status? What about love? Maybe power or sex or money? Do I worship my family or the idea of a family? Do I worship politics and their ability, the government's ability to make the world right? All of those things are good, but if we make them ultimate, that's what the Bible calls idolatry. And if we worship anything other than God, we'll always be looking for something more because we've been made to worship him alone. Worship is a response. Whenever we see or experience something that brings incredible joy, satisfaction, or a sense of peace, we respond in worship. When we encounter God, we inhale his character and exhale worship. God speaks and we respond. And then he responds to our response because it's a loving relationship. I want to look this morning at a passage in Revelation chapter 5, starting in verse 6. So as you turn there, I want to mention a couple of things about this book. Number one, it's highly symbolic. Now, it's still true. The content of the book is still true, but we need to understand the symbols and what they represent. For example, my wedding ring is not what makes me married. It's a symbol of the love and devotion that my wife and I have for one another. It's a sign. It's a symbol to other people that I've entered into this relationship. And symbolism is going to come into play this morning. That's what we call a foreshadow. Now, when you read Revelation, don't read it to try to figure out when Jesus will return. Because he explicitly says only he knows the day and the hour. Don't read current events through the lens of this last book of the Bible or vice versa to try to determine where we are on the timeline. By the way, COVID-19 is not a plague from God. It's not a seal or a bowl or a trumpet. This is not the end. This book is meant to bring encouragement and the exhortation to hold on, continue holding on to God no matter what is going on around us. The most helpful advice I ever received about how to really read and benefit from Revelation is that it's a book about worship. There's at least 15 songs or declarations of praise in Revelation. That's a whole 
worship album. So to our songwriters, there you go. Just give me credit. We should read it to desire more of who Jesus is and that that he would be revealed to us. The first words of the book are the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's about him, and it's only understood through the lens of who he is. So let me read Revelation 5, 6 uh, through 14, and then I'll pray for us. John writes, Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And then he took the scroll. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it, for you were slaughtered, and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. They will reign on the earth. Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the, of the living beings and the elders. They sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and, under, and in the sea. They sang, Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped the Lamb. Let's pray. My prayer this morning is just going to be Psalm 96. Sing God a brand new song. Earth and everyone in it, sing. Sing to God. Worship God. Shout the news of his victory from sea to sea. Take the news of his glory to the lost. News of his wonders to one and all. For God is great and worth a thousand hallelujahs. His terrible beauty makes the gods look cheap. Pagan gods are mere tatters and rags. God made the heavens. Royal splendor radiates from him. A powerful beauty sets him apart. Bravo, God, bravo. Everyone join in the great shout. Encore. In awe before the beauty. In awe before the might. Bring gifts and celebrate. Bow before the beauty of God. Then to your knees. Everyone worship. Get out the message. God rules. He put the world on a firm foundation. He treats everyone fair and square. Let's hear it from sky with earth joining in and a huge round of applause from sea. Let wilderness turn cartwheels. Animals come dance. Put every tree of the forest in the choir. An extravaganza before God as he comes, as he comes to set everything right on earth. Set everything right. Treat everyone fair. So, Father, that is our prayer. Do within us this morning what needs to be done in order that Psalm 96 be true. 
of us. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So what I want us to remember this morning is that God makes a way in our lives as we worship the Lamb. God has made a way to us by the Lamb, who is Jesus, by the way. And he is still making a way. As we worship the Lamb, God makes a way for us to know and experience King Jesus even more as he is. Again, as we worship the Lamb, God makes a way in our lives. So why do we worship the Lamb? First, we see that God made a way through the Lamb in that he was slaughtered, but now he lives. When we see and trust that the Lamb was slaughtered, but now lives, God is making a way in our lives. It was done once for all. God made a way. Now, in verses 1 through 5, which I didn't read, John talks about there's a sealed scroll that no one is worthy to open. And so he starts to weep bitterly. And the angel who's with him tells him, don't weep for the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne has won the victory. And so John looks behind him and he sees a lamb. Now, this is not some weird lion lamb amalgam, uh, a combination of these two animals. Rather, what John sees is that the lion of the tribe of Judah is the lamb who was slaughtered. This is quite the paradox. Lions are the kings of the beast. Lambs are weak. Sports teams don't choose a lamb as their mascot. That doesn't strike fear in the hearts of their opponents. No team with a straight face could call themselves the fighting lambs. Agitated lambs maybe, but not the fighting lambs. But John wants us to stay in this lion-lamb tension because he says the lamb has seven horns and seven eyes. This is not your ordinary lamb. The number seven represents perfection or completeness. Horns represent power or authority. So the lamb was slaughtered, but not because of weakness. The eyes have to do with knowledge and the spirit of God. So this, this lamb possesses the perfection of power and knowledge and the Holy Spirit. Again, the lamb, Jesus, has power. And it's important to know this because he chose to be slaughtered. And he still bears the marks today. Not because we will forget, but because it's why he is worshipped. At the beginning of Holy Week, we must remember that the cross was not an accident. Jesus was not a victim. He was the one in charge. He was the architect, the composer, and the conductor. The cross neither stripped Jesus of his power, nor was it his fatal flaw, his kryptonite. Rather, it was his exaltation. Jesus offered himself as a perfect sacrifice on our behalf. What looked to be Satan's victory was ultimately his demise. God makes a way to us when we worship the Lamb because he was slaughtered but now lives. Next, we see that God makes a way when we worship the Lamb who is at the center of it all. 
When we live with the lamb at the center, God makes a way in our lives. Now, there's three groups that John mentions who are around the throne. You have the living beings, and in earlier parts of Scripture, they're the cherubim. They protect the threshold of God. The 24 elders um, who most likely represent redeemed humanity, and then angels. We don't get any description apart from there's thousands and millions of angels gathered around the Lamb, focused on Him. But they aren't the focus. The Lamb is the focus. If cherubim and angels only worship God and they're worshiping the Lamb, then the Lamb is God. All three groups are focused on the Lamb. He is at the center of it all, and they're offering Him continual worship. The characteristics that God is worshipped for in chapter 4 of Revelation are repeated in chapter 5, verses 12 and 13 about the Lamb. Throughout the Bible, only God is worthy to be praised this way. That power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing are His. And the Lamb, Jesus, is receiving this praise. Being in the Lamb's presence leads to continual worship. They're encountering the love and the power of God. They're inhaling his character and his presence, and they're exhaling worship. They can't help but worship in the presence of the Lamb. This continual exuberant praise reminds me of a story from my brother-in-law, who a number of years ago went to a U2 concert. And he went with some uh, friends of his who he was doing ministry with. And one of those guys is a guy named Bryce. Bryce is a great guy. He's really philosophical, really intellectual, and just has this calm, steady demeanor about him. And U2 gives a great show. And, and at the end, Bono, who himself is a Christ follower, is just speaking words of love over the crowd, and everybody's eating, eating it up. And then the band starts to play Where the Streets Have No Name, which is a song about heaven. And now Bryce, who's standing at the end of his group, can no longer contain himself. And he reaches over to this guy who's next to him, a total stranger who's wearing an ACDC shirt, is like a heavy metal head. He's bouncing up and down, and he grabs this guy's shoulders, and he yells over the volume, This is what heaven's going to be like! And the guy pulls away, he goes, what the heck, man? Only he doesn't say heck. Don't touch me. And Bryce kind of snaps out of his euphoria. He apologizes and he grabs my brother-in-law and he starts bouncing up and down again. He's got this look of inexpressible joy on his face. So that experience just pales in comparison to what's going on in heaven right now and what will be going on in the new heavens and the new earth to come. The Lamb is at the center of it all, receiving praise and worship. And when we do that now, God is making a way. He meets us in our worship. Lastly, God makes a way through our worship of the Lamb because he purchased a people for himself. Celebrating that the Lamb has purchased a people for himself is God making a way in our lives. Part of verse 9 reads, For you were slaughtered, and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Again, we're at the beginning of Holy Week. We're focusing on Jesus. 
walking to the cross and willingly laying down his life for the world. Any who trust him now will receive and experience that forgiveness and freedom that he offers. Jesus laid down his life and he took it up again in order that we could have him be at the center of our lives. He did this not because he's some sort of egomaniac, but because he's created us out of love to be in a loving relationship with him. Now, this is not about making him the number one priority in our lives, but about everything we do, have, and are would revolve around him. Again, it's not about making him the number one priority, but he is the Lord over all of our priorities. Again, verse 12 says, Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And if we have any of those, they're ultimately to be given back to him and used for him. Now, for Jesus, for the lamb to be at the center doesn't mean he's all I think about or talk about, but that everything I do points to him. The way I do my job, not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm an image bearer of God. The way I love my wife, the way I love and train my kids, the way I interact with others should all point to the lamb. It should all be done in a way that I most easily give my thoughts and affections to him and invest my resources in his kingdom. So how do we do that? Well, there will be notes on our website. We'll have um, another one of these sheets available on social media uh, for you to check out some practices that I put on there. I'd encourage you to check that out this week. So as I've said this morning, God makes a way through our worship of the Lamb, because he was slaughtered and now lives, he's at the center of it all, and he has redeemed a people for himself. Our worship is to most easily give our thoughts and affections to him and to invest our time, our treasure, and our talents in his kingdom. At this time, if the band can come back up, We're going to respond in worship. This is why we've changed the order around. Now, there's a story in 2 Chronicles 20 that I want to uh, have inform the way that we worship this morning, our time of worship. So at that time in Israel's history, uh, the nation of Israel had divided into two nations. You had Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And the king of Judah is a man named Jehoshaphat. And while he is the king, three nations come against Judah. And they're threatening to attack. And so the king calls a nationwide fast. And while the people are gathered together, there's a Levite named Jehaziel. Terry, sorry to make you sign these these names. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Jehaziel. (laughs) so this levite has the holy spirit come on him and inspire him to speak these words don't fear don't worry about 
your enemies. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Go out tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Now the next day, the king gathers everybody together and he assigns the singers at the front. Could you imagine being one of those singers? The king goes, okay, singers in the front. The singers say, you mean right behind the soldiers, right? The king says, no, no, at the very front. As the singers got to be thinking, this is not going to end well. But the singers are in front of the military and they go out armed with give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. And as they did this, the Lord made a way. He caused these nations to turn on one another and to fight each other. And so Judah shows up and the battle's over. Everybody's gone. And all they have to do is collect the spoils of war. And it says it took them three days to take home everything that was left behind. And so now we're going to enter into a time of going before the Lord and worship Him, trusting that He'll deal with whatever's coming against us. This isn't a put your head in the sand sort of moment and ignore what's going on. No, it's declaring that He has defeated the grave and all power, riches, wisdom, strength, Honor, glory, and blessing are His, and they belong to Him. So whether this situation is brought on by the coronavirus, a loss of work, a loss of finances, fear or anxiety, or something before that you need God to heal, we're going to worship. We're going to trust that He's going to deal with it. I want to encourage you this morning, step out of your comfort zone. I know it's not the same as when we're gathered together, but the Lord is with you. He delights in your worship. And it's not about our bodies, but our bodies matter. It brings into alignment our, our body, our soul, and our spirit. So if you normally just stand still, put your, arms, your hands out. Or if you regularly put your hands out, Raise them up. Both of that communicate surrender. God, it's yours. It's all yours. It's also like a young child. Father, pick me up. And sway. Sway with the music. That's the word for dancing in Hebrew. Again, it's not about the physical acts, but but step out of your comfort zone this morning. So Holy Spirit, come. Fill every home. Be enthroned on the praises of your people. Help us to focus on the Lamb. Give us a singular vision and focus for the Lamb. Amen. The Lord is so good. We know that he was present with us this morning. We trust that he was with you wherever you are this morning. And as we close, I want to remind a couple of prayer opportunities. If you're interested, you can send an email to prayerministry at indievineyard.org and somebody from our our team will, will contact you and pray with you. 
if you want to receive an encouraging prophetic image, then uh, send send an email to arts at indievineyard.org along with, if you prefer somebody to contact you via FaceTime, uh, Facebook, uh, video chat, um, or Google Duo, any anything like that. Put that in the email um, as well. And as we go, I just want to speak over us Isaiah 40, 31, and Jude 24 and 25. Nancy was just reminding us of these at the end there. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. So as you go this week, may you go in the power and love of the Lord to worship him with your whole life. Amen.